So, my dear, the day you have always dreamed of has arrived. The day you become Bride of Chaotica! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Brides of Chaotica, a chaotic Star Trek podcast podcast. I'm Taylor, a bona fide Trekkie. And I'm Elizabeth, and I just know that the spaceships are powered by bubble cores. The starships are powered by warp cores. Join us as I show Elizabeth episodes of Star Trek that I love and she has no context for as I try to slowly indoctrinate her into the world of moral dilemmas, anomalous readings, and good old-fashioned holodeck time. Elizabeth. Are you ready? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love it. So just how, how are you today? I'm 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 so good. I I just feel like I'm getting so much knowledge that hopefully I can morph into data. I want to become <laughs> You do really love data now. I love data so much. I think I I think I I, I think I'm in love with data. Do 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 the androids feel love? No. That's one of his That biggest, is so yeah, devastating. That's one of his biggest things that he is sad about is that he doesn't feel. Oh, so he And I guess he's not even sad because oh, he can't even is, fucking be sad either. That is so heartbreaking. He, so a lot of his story arc is like he really oh. wants to be as human as possible. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't think I that is oh my gosh. Can I can I fix him? Can I give him feelings? You cannot fix him. Actually, him. actually, there is an emotion ship in the show. So technically he could. It's a whole thing. He has a lot of arc, oh, character Data. arc stuff going on. Yeah. Data. Is Date, hold on. I need to see if Data's Day is one of the episodes that we're going to watch. Because, oh my God. Oh my God, you're going to love that episode. It's not on here. Okay, you know what? I you might need to add it in. I might move it up sooner. I love Data. Okay. We'll add Data's Day. You're going to love that episode. I also personally really like that episode. Perfect. Um, Because he has a moment with Beverly Crusher that I'm obsessed with. Data. I know. I'm sorry. I just, I also would love to just do osmosis with his mind. Like, can I just osmos? Can I, can I osmos with his brain? I don't know if that's. That's not a word. I I don't think that's how any of that works. No, osmosis is with water and our brain's. Is it? It has to be. Like, what other liquid is there? I'm kidding. There's so many other liquids. Isn't osmosis just like something? Guys, it's been a long time since I took biology. (laughs) We are what? Not Not scientists. scientists. Also not executives. Also an actor and a law student just doing their best. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to scientists. They know I think, I think, a lot. I think what you're trying to say is you would love to experience his brain for a little while. I think I think is what that, I'm saying is I want to be a computer. That that tracks for you, actually. That's also not going to be good for literally anyone who has to use that computer. I am against AI. So Yeah. Unless it's data or the Yeah. We should have data be I want. I I know. I said this last episode. I just want an iPhone version of Data. I can see that. Can Apple get on that? I mean, they've already gone on a lot of stuff. Yeah. From Star Trek, they really have. Padditas. Padditas. They have their little pads, but it's called a P A D D, which is like personal blah blah blah. Oh, iPads. Yeah. Wow, they even stole the name. Hmm. A lot of a lot of technology that we have today is largely inspired by 
Star Trek because fans of Star Trek were then like, I'm a science person. Let me make this. We love scientists. I do love a good scientist. Executives? Yeah, not, debatable. Not so much. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So what, what episode are you forcing me to watch this time? So today we are going to be watching Scientific Method. Oh, here we go. So we're starting. Also, what series is this from? Because that really. This is from Star Trek Voyager. Okay, we're back to Voyager. We are back to Voyager. Star Trek Voyager, scientific method. Okay. So, (laughs) Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah. What is this episode going to be about? Well, funny you should ask. I'm ready for my prediction. Everybody write it down and see how right I am. So, scientific method. We're going to start out and they're going to, do they have labs on the spaceships? Yes, they do have labs. Perfect. We're going to be in a lab. Okay. We are going to be going catching space frogs. All right. Say more. Oh, I will. You never have to ask. So space frogs, we're going to go catch space frogs. They're going to be purple only. Okay. They're also, oh, you don't like purple. Uh huh. What does that mean? Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep uh-huh. going. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be purple. Okay. They're also not going to be cute, like how I think. I think frogs can be cute in I some think ways. Frogs can be cute. Yeah, I'm sure other but people not these purple frogs feel differently. No, 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 no. These are very evil purple frogs. Okay. Okay. They've also got sharp teeth. Ew. Oh yeah, this is a nightmare palace. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go hunting, and they're on some planet where it's just swamp, right? And there's mosquitoes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, mosquitoes everywhere. And it's just very, like, marshy and hot, always sweaty, always about to rain. It's kind of like summers in the southeast, honestly. Actually, we're just going to take – it's just intergalactic Florida. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, sorry, no hate to anybody in Florida. Wow, I'm, like, offending every state. You know, you did – you did did, say – I mentioned Texas last time. So we're – it's an intergalactic Florida. Okay, that's perfect. Except it's always, like – it, there's no season changing, which mm-hmm. there really isn't in Florida much either, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, but it's an intergalactic, like, swamp planet, okay? And there's these purple frogs, and they've got the very sharp teeth. But they, it's not just one row of teeth. It's, like, you know, like a shark? Yeah, Like, yeah. two rows of sharp teeth. Gross. Um, they've got... They've got, they've got like, I'm trying to think how many eyes they're going to have. I'm really getting the vibe that there's going to be, like, seven eyes. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And... Uh, so yeah, so they're going to go down, they're going to be catching these frogs, but it's the frogs. Yeah, they're evil, but they're not like trying to be evil. You know how some parts of nature is just like, it's just violent. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just violent sometimes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just, they're not like, they're not like the, they don't have the energy of like an evil human. You know, they're not actually trying to be evil. They just, Mm -hmm. they need to eat like any other creature. And they happen to be slippery, slimy, purple with two rows of teeth and seven eyes. Yeah. Very sharp teeth. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. Um, They're also not the size of normal frogs. How big are they? Uh, They're the size of a, like a toddler. Okay. Okay. So why are they hunting them? Tell me. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's a big part of my prediction. I've just been setting the stage here. You really have? Yeah. Okay. And now I have a good picture. So let's. Yeah. So let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. So yeah, so they're going down, they're gonna hunt these frogs because they want to experiment on the frogs. Oh my god, 
God, rude. Yeah, it's really rude. This is not a wholesome episode that I'm predicting. Oh, no. So the crew is going to be wanting to experiment on these frogs? Well, just the people that work in the lab. Okay. Are those people in the, the, the red crew, shirts? Yeah. I mean, they could. are they? I don't know. Are they in the red shirts? This is your prediction, not mine. I just, I need to know what the different, I actually really don't even know what the different shirt colors mean. Oh my God. I'll tell you. So red means, so the original series is a little bit different. So the original series, Mm -hmm. the colors kind of get muddled and like are kind of all over the place. So we wind up with tie dye? No, no, no. What I mean is like, (laughs) shut up. What I mean that was is, very much intentional. What yeah. I, what I, so in the original series, mm-hmm. it's not as like hard and fast what each okay. color means. Like sometimes the captain wears a yellow shirt and then a green shirt and stuff. I see. But the 90s series, so TNG, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and so on, they're very, this Distinct. is what they are. So yeah. in those shows, and those are like the bulk of the shows that we'll be watching, Okay. Um, red is like command. Okay. So that's your helmsman. Your executives. Your. Not quite. Not quite. Okay. But I mean, eh, it's a different kind of hierarchy. Okay. So that's your helmsman. So your pilots, your first officer, your captain. captain. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm assuming blue is medical. It's or like science. science. So that includes medical, that includes psychiatry which falls under medical as well but that's also like mm-hmm. your researchers and stuff i see and then yellow yellow is operations so that's okay. security transportation and engineering to make oh, sure yeah, that, the that ship makes runs. sense okay so um <laughs> you guys aren't even ready for my prediction now so okay so in the lab it's only red shirts working okay everyone is in control it is a batch of 10 Type A hard asses mm-hmm. that all need to be in control. And, and so they, like I said, they have to go catch these frogs and experiment on them. They're also doing it without the knowledge of anyone else on the ship. Because <gasps> the people on the ship, I mean, everybody's going to this planet. Like everybody can, you know, we're going. What ship is it? It's the Voyager because we're in Voyager. Yes. And it's not the USS Enterprise. It is not the USS Enterprise. It is Voyager. It is Voyager. Yeah, so they all know they're going to this planet, but these lab red shirts have a secret mission. It is to experiment mm-hmm. on animals, which is not cool to do. Do not it do is that. Not, it is not cool This at is all. not cool. This is why these red shirts are going to meet a very slimy, slimy end. Yes. Okay. Um, who do you think the main character of this episode is going to be? I'm just assuming it's going to be Janeway again because we're in Voyager. Okay. That's a fair assumption. Again, and Janeway also has no idea that any of this is going on. I mean, she's brilliant, but she does not know what's going on. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think Janeway would ever experiment on frogs. Absolutely not. I think she would fire the crew that did, though. I think she would allow them to get eaten by the frogs. Yeah. Honestly, honest, yeah, honestly. Honestly, they deserve it. I think you're right. Are so they? that's my prediction. Lock it in, folks. <laughs> so let's go watch... <laughs> Star Trek Voyager scientific method and see if Elizabeth was right. Just you wait. I was, I'm so right. (laughs) All right. We are back from watching Star Trek Voyager scientific method and we have a surprise guest. We will call him our, our Dr. Chaotica is going to be (laughs) joining us for this episode 
This is Andrew, Elizabeth's husband. Andrew, introduce yourself to the listeners. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Elizabeth, uh, for having me. <laughs> um, really excited to uh, to dig in and talk about some some Star Trek. Uh, I believe some scientific method today, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew also has no context for Star Trek, or very little Star Trek. No. What is your what is your Star Trek knowledge, Andrew? Yeah, because I shared mine and it was quite limited minimal. and quite incorrect as I continue to realize. Yeah, pretty minimal Star Trek knowledge. I remember uh, the original series, you know, coming out before Star Wars and everything like that. Or, you know, right around the time of... Because uh, you were definitely alive in the... 60s, 70s, when did this come the out? The 60s? Well, no, I, I just heard about it. It just has knowledge um, of yeah. it. Sorry, my it's sarcastic before, <laughs> It's just it's really before showing Star through. Wars, um, right around the time of 2001 A Space Odyssey. So, like, early, um, I would say, sci-fi, and especially, like, on the on the big screen and stuff. So, But... Besides that, I didn't have any idea of like, you know, how they structured their society, the backstory of Star Trek or anything like that. I just know it was fairly popular um, and it's been popular for a while. And um, there's a lot of uh, really deep kind of like lore to it, different mm-hmm. languages, all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, happy to jump in. I'm, I'm really excited to learn more, uh, especially from Taylor. <laughs> my goal in life is just to to get everybody that I know to watch Star Trek because it's mm-hmm. so good you guys it's so good and it's funny that you said that like from your perception it was pretty popular it was not popular at the time that it aired really That's so interesting. at all yeah like they they only had like three seasons maybe four seasons in oh the, in the original series mm-hmm. um it was, like, pretty radical for the time. I mean, I can imagine, you know, treating yeah. women equally. <laughs> right, radical well, it was concept. was, like, that, like, Nichelle Nichols was on the bridge and she wasn't, like, a maid. There was just a lot that that it was abnormal about Star Trek at its inception. And it really took off during syndication afterwards i don't know half the words you're saying who's nichelle nichols nichelle nichols she plays ahura she was um oh yes 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 a black actress yeah in, in the original series yeah you've shown me okay yeah there's a lot of names well, this is also like thinking back to history you know this is also civil rights movement mm-hmm. in the 60s yeah. i don't know the exact year it came out what was it 67 six i want to say 67 but you talk i'll look it up okay yeah so this is like civil rights movement um you know, obviously, the Civil Rights Act had just been passed in 64 and 65. Um, equal Rights Amendment. This is before Equal Rights Amendment, I believe. That was I the think so. 70s. 1966 was when, when... Okay, so this is right after that. Out. You still have um, LBJ as president. Um, yeah, so it's, it's analogous, I guess, to times we're going kind of through right now. There's a lot of change in American social life. Things were changing quickly. People felt like they were getting, you know, left behind, quote unquote, the older generations, and because we were making good social progress um, then. So, yeah, yeah and now, and now, and now, yeah, yeah. So, um, the reason that I invited or I wanted Andrew on this episode in particular is because 
scientific method obviously has to do with like medical research and stuff. And you work in like medical stuff, like administration, <laughs> right? I feel I like I, I never fully know what your job is, but I know what you studied in yeah. school. I look at, um, so I went through the pre-med courses in, um, in college, like in undergrad. Uh, then I did more like data analysis and business in grad school. Um, so I with a public at, health focus. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I look at spreadsheets all day. So. <laughs> and he what? tells people how they can, you know, be healthier based on the data. And I still, uh, I, regardless of how that doesn't really have to do with <laughs> medical research as much as my brain was like, ah, oh, you're mm-hmm. the medical guy. Mm-hmm. I still think you'll have some like really interesting things to say when we get to the core of the episode. We brought him on sure. for hot takes. All right. We're all about hot takes. Except also data-backed hot takes. Yeah. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> Again, we support scientists here. Mm-hmm. And we're not scientists. We're not scientists. And we're, we're also not, not executives. executives. But Andrew's maybe not a... Not an executive. No. Or technically a scientist. Okay. But I like to think like one. <laughs> you, That's you good. Are, That's a great start. He really respects scientists and really likes to make sure that we support scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Let's kick off the recap. Um, as the listeners know, our our we're baby podcast, so we're gonna change up the format a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably in this first round of episodes. Um, hopefully, you stick around <laughs> through the ultimate chaos for for us to to hone hone our skills. But right now, I just want to hear Elizabeth your first impression of scientific method as mm-hmm. a whole, as an episode. And then I want to pass it to Andrew and I want to hear the same, your first impressions, and then maybe I'll tell y'all why I chose this episode and why I love it so much. Sounds good. So are we doing this, you know, the typical recap here where I give not you- Not right now, not right no. now. I okay, think just so like my impressions. Overall impressions of the whole thing. Well, overall impressions, <clears throat> Neelix is still annoying as shit. <laughs> uh, I don't like him. <laughs> Nothing's changed there. We still love the doctor, although Taylor pointed out and, and let me know that the doctor apparently is a hologram or a program. Yeah, he's a hologram. Which is honestly doctor. just so disappointing. <laughs> I knew when you <laughs> raved about the doctor last uh, last time we recorded a Voyager pod. Yeah. I knew that you would be floored to find out he was a hologram, so I didn't tell you till this episode, till it yeah. was obvious. Because honestly, looking back. The last episode that we did for Voyager, which was mm-hmm. uh, Sacred Ground, yeah, it is not obvious that he's a hologram at all. No, no, it's not. And like honestly, we don't want a- AI taking people's jobs. He's okay. He's not he, AI though. He's, he's he is AI, but the reason that he is the emergency he's called an emergency medical hologram mm. because in the first episode of Voyager, <laughs> okay. um, which we'll watch eventually. Don't you worry, folks. Um, the doctor on Voyager dies and he, they have no What option. the hell? They have no... Oh, yeah. You know the original, the human doctor for like five minutes and then so it's immediately the emergency medical Is hologram. the human doc? Well, is is the doctor as the hologram based off of the original human doctor? No, no, no. He's based Please. off of a scientist who created his program. Cool. Okay. So, again, the doctor is a hologram, which was shocking to me. Then who else are we introduced? Oh yeah, we open up on seven mm-hmm. of nine or seven or nine. Seven of nine. Seven of nine. Think of it like seven um, ninths. 
Seven over nine. N- no, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like seven out of nine. So seven of nine. So there's nine of her? No, 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 no. There's like, so <laughs> she. I'm just being difficult now. <laughs> she comes from the Borg Collective. Mm. And in her unit, there were nine drones and she She's was seven. number seven. Right. Of the nine. Of the, of the nine. nine. But that also gets confusing a little bit because, mm-hmm. anyway. Anyways, we'll call so her seven. So seven. Yeah, everybody calls her seven. Okay, so seven. Yeah, we open on seven, seven and uh, Bellana mm-hmm. Torres, who, the hair, they really just. Personally, yeah. I also don't like Bellana Torres' hair throughout. Like, she seems super cool and dope. But oh, like, my God. She's such a cool character. But, like. They really did her dirty with the hair. <laughs> I, I to totally be fair, agree. they did a lot of them people. Dirty yeah, in the series. was this, this is this in the nineties? Specific. Yeah, this was. Yeah. In oh, 90, well, that just explains it all. The ni- like we said, I'm sure we've already said this several times. The nineties really did everybody dirty. They did in but so there many are ways. Moments of 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 wonderfulness. This is true. This so is it's, true. it's a mixed bag for sure. It really is. So yeah. So cool impressions. Oh, it's one of the most. Let's see. I think my initial impression once we finished the episode i was like well this is definitely the most exciting and like just wow didn't see that coming mm-hmm. oh and if we reference back my to print my prediction my goodness was i so accurate no <laughs> there were no purple frogs but which is so thing, unfortunate the thing that i really liked that you got right is that mm-hmm. in your in your unhinged we were calling it unhinged prediction time with elizabeth's mind yes in that mm-hmm. You said that the Voyager crew was going to experiment on Lee's frogs, uh-huh. but in actuality, the Voyager crew were the lab rats and being experimented on by this other species. So you were mm-hmm. wrong, but the theme, but also right. The theme and the idea was there. We found that I have an uncanny ability to guess 100% accurately, but also 100% inaccurately at the same time. 100% is a stretch. I'm making that stretch. You have threads of accuracy throughout Mm -hmm. the unhinged. Yeah, sorry, my life, honestly. That's okay. That's fine. It makes it more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just here to entertain and bring the chaos. But yeah, so no, it it was a really fun episode. There were no purple frogs. Fortunately and unfortunately. But yeah, you had these little alien weirdos just running around sticking metal rods in people's faces, which was so viscerally uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and it's just like poor Janeway. She just has these like, they're, it's like they took metal mole whiskers and stuck them in her temples. Yeah. I didn't like it. I did not like it. And they, I don't know if you, there's this one part where they start twisting oh. them. And I'm like, no wonder. I think, Andrew, you said no wonder this woman <laughs> is having headaches all the time. Mm-hmm. They're literal metal rods in her oh. brain. Yeah, it was so just, oh, freaking aliens, man. You know? <laughs> also, like. They just boarded without asking. Come on, consent, guys. The consent is absent from this episode. Yeah, again, also entirely. Also, the nineties. I feel like, <laughs> but I like it's not consent in the way that ni- the nineties treated it. It's no. intentional. They did that intentionally. Yeah, no, very much. Like they did. Star Trek is wildly progressive for mm-hmm. its time, especially the like nineties three. I don't know if that's a, their official name, but I regard. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager is the 90s three. They okay. were wildly progressive for the time in which they were created. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, <laughs> I am not saying by any means they were perfect and they didn't fuck up royally yeah. on several occasions. But I'm just saying, like, for the most part, they were trying and they were oh, doing yeah. their best. They had a female captain, which was amazing. But also, mm-hmm. 
I think anything that they do that when you're like, ah, consent is an issue, that's the point of the episode. You know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. are very intentional with the way in which they tell the story and the kinds of things that they're trying to point at. Because I don't know what the history was like around like animal testing at the Um, time this episode was created. But I feel like that has to be something that they were trying to shed light on and be like, okay, but what if we were the ones being experimented on? Yeah. Andrew, as our resident data boy, do you have any information about animal testing just up in your noggin? Um, I think it's always been a bit of an ethical dilemma. Um, You know, and I think the alien in the episode uh, that the captain was... um, was talking to uh, she go Jane Way goes in and talks to the the alien that you know gets defazed by seven of nine and we can see her. Uh, she comes in and says, you know, these experiments that we're doing are going to help us get potentially cures for millions of people. Um, but obviously, the other side of that is it's based on research that is harming uh, other people, and there are a lot of things that in medical research that we do today. Um, especially like uh, with lab, you know, the classic lab rats, mm-hmm. yeah. mice. Um, yeah, which Janeway makes a reference to during the episode. Yeah. yeah. She literally, her line, the lab rats are fighting back. Yeah, mm-hmm. loved that. Yeah. Dogs, monkeys. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if we really want to get into it, people of color are yes. often used That's for, a big one. Yep, for medical research um, against their consent or not mm-hmm. full knowledge of what's actually being given to yeah. them. Yeah. I was going to say like full full consent is something that is very much still a problem in mm-hmm. the medical field like especially when it comes to yeah, people of color, I would say even women's reproductive health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trans health like yeah. it's just yeah, still something that there needs to be a lot of progress made in. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean if you look at um on one hand, you know, rightly so with um, the COVID vaccine recently, um, you have, you know, two groups that were um, maybe hesitant on uptake. Um, You know, you had white conservatives on one hand, um, and then you also had um, in people of color and especially in the black community, um, just because of historical um, injustices that have been done to them in the past, uh, to your point, Taylor, you know, I think of Tuskegee syphilis study. Yeah. Um, there's the story. I won't go in too much detail because, um, you know, it's, I, I don't want to get into like thing. I don't want to get things wrong. Um, but Henrietta Lacks, um, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I literally, um, for those of you who don't know, I know I mentioned being an actor, but I, tutor kids in English um, on this side right now. And we literally read a story about like the stem or not stem, yeah. is it with well, yeah. the stem, stem cells? Stem cells, yeah. She does that, like cell lines. So mm-hmm. they that are still that in for, existence. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're still her, against, they're based on her, her cells. Yeah, yeah, against, I don't think she had any knowledge that that was happening. And I think mm-hmm. that like, that's insane. That's, that's so yeah. like, mm-hmm. ah, it's so well, uncomfortable and to think about. tricky about that too is it's also very much like a legal gray area. I mean, I know there's been some cases on point, but again, it's still very much like, you know, what, 
what genetic material can be used? Can you profit off of it? Like, what do you need to be told? Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's kind of messed up, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So. So those were my impressions. All right. I feel like there was something I was going to say. right into it. Yeah, there was something I was going to say about the episode. I don't quite remember what it was. Um... Oh, Paris. I thought he was shifty, but apparently he's not shifty. Par- okay, Paris. <laughs> I just need to go off for five seconds yeah. about Paris. Go, go. I love Tom Paris, and I mm-hmm. think he doesn't get enough credit okay. because throughout the series, and obviously you both are watching these episodes wildly out of order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which for the, the most part, for the most part, for the 90s, three, as well as Strange New Worlds, it doesn't really matter if you watch them in order. They're pretty episodic. However, you can see like some character development happen over the series and Paris has the best character development in my opinion because he starts off as this guy who gets taken out of prison to come on this mission. Yeah. What in the world? I know. I know. And he's like the guy that doesn't like Starfleet and he's like a ladies man who's like trying to get with all these women and stuff. And... But then he turns into this just like wholesome. He loves Bellana so much <laughs> and he just really cares about her and he just has this wonderful character arc. But people mm-hmm. still view him as this like ladies man. Mm-hmm. And you y'all don't have the context for this, but hopefully the listeners will. Harry Kim is branded as this innocent, naive guy. And I swear to God, he has a different alien lover every episode. Really? And I'm just like, where is the... (laughs) There's just like this difference between like... Like, I feel like people view Tom Paris and Harry Kim the way that they were in the first episode. Mm, Okay. Throughout the whole run. And I'm like, they are so... Like, it's a lot of character development we're ignoring here, basically. Exactly. Okay. But I love Tom Paris, and I loved that we got a little bit of him and Bolana's oh, yeah. relationship in this episode. I was like, dang, guys, going, cute. Just going for it, they're you know? They're so cute. I and they're all like, them. it's secret. It's more fun if it's secret. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they're so cute. All right, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. What was your first impression? I know we talked a little bit about our, our philosophical takes, but what are what are your first impressions of, of this episode? Yeah, without trying to go too deep. You can go deep <laughs> as you want, man. Or it's like okay. get too off topic. But that's okay. Well, that's what I, I'm always doing. So I find it's interesting that it's called scientific method because as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, you know, I'm – the way the COVID vaccine was rolled out and people's responses to it really kind of baffled me. Um, And so when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, oh, people who are against, for example, the COVID vaccine are going to say, oh, the COVID vaccine was just like, you know, um, they're experimenting on us, just like in this episode, the aliens were experimenting on the crew, right? Mm Um, but if you know anything about how the COVID vaccine was tested, it, that's not what happened. Um, you know, there were trials, uh, these people were informed about what the trials would do. They had, you know, depending on the trial, it had like tens of thousands of people in it. Um, so I think it's interesting in this episode, um, how, 
there was no consent. Um, there, you know, even the aliens are like invisible. And mm -hmm. so you can't tell that it's even happening. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, this intervention with the COVID vaccine, because everybody, you know, kind of knows about it and hears about it now was probably one of the most transparent, um, medicines that we've seen recently yeah. you know like if you can say like if you look back at something like as simple as like tylenol it's like can you go back and look at the clinical trial for tylenol and, and all of the see steps. all of the yeah all of the um adverse effects of, of tylenol but you, you know yet we take it every day and everything um so i think it's just interesting scientific method the title of the episode is um it gets at that, right? It gets at that ethics of who should be informed on the trials, um, even if they are going to be really beneficial, you know, who should we test? Um, mm -hmm. Things like that. Uh, so it was interesting. Here's my <laughs> thing with this episode mm -hmm. is that when they're in, when Janeway is in the brig yeah. with the alien that gets defaced or whatever mm -hmm. by seven of nine, this woman is like, or person, we don't really know, they're an alien species. This, yeah. this alien is like, oh, you know, your this these experiments are going to help millions of people. But here's my thing. <laughs> You're testing humans. Yeah. How are human tests? Like, you don't know how these same tests are going to affect you. You are a different <laughs> species. species. And I feel like... Well, weren't they testing, like, they were testing, uh, what's her name, Bialana? Bialana. Bialana. Mm -hmm. um, she's, isn't she, like, half Klingon yeah. or something? So, like, they were testing something. No, I know, but even then, it's, like, these, so, within the Star Trek universe, mm -hmm. they're in the Delta Quadrant right now. Okay. Okay. So, they are, they are 70,000 light years away from the Alpha Quadrant, which is where, like, the soul system is, like, Earth and stuff. Okay. Um, so these species mm -hmm. could have nothing to do with each other. I'm talking the Klingons, Vulcans. Oh, and like, then this oh, alien yeah. and this and alien. And then this random, these group. random group of aliens is like, oh, we're going to experiment on these these people. So to it's kind find of like out. just, you, if you think of the crew, it's just almost like passerby, passersby that would never be in this Like what if region. they have no genetic similarities whatsoever? Like they don't mm -hmm. really talk about that, but that's just something that's always in my brain. And I could be wrong because guess what? Not a scientist, not a doctor. <laughs> However, it just doesn't make sense to me that this random group of aliens would pick a random ship to randomly do tests on mm -hmm. and just like, let's see what happens. And it's just so interesting to me because – I mean, you could make the same argument that, like, humans did testing on animals and definitely not the same species. However, from the same planet. So there's enough, like... <laughs> there's enough similarity. There's enough DNA similarities and, like, whatever science-y things mm -hmm. that make it not okay, but, like... Makes a little more sense, sense as far as our capacity goes. And I'm just like, we don't even know if these planets have anything... <laughs> in common so it's just psychotic yeah. to me that this group would come in and like experiment on on these people well i but... mean for anyone that's curious we do share like what 50 percent of our dna with a potato something like that yeah we'll have to isn't it look like that up. we literally we looked it up at dinner yeah we looked it up ago. let me there's a lot of but, stuff 
Yeah. Bananas. We're very similar to oh, bananas. Oh, bananas. I think. Well, also here. Also, you know, most foods. We're going to pull but that's this up. Like, we're from the same planet, you guys. Mm-hmm. These people yeah. aren't even part of the same section of the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. You know? This is true. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know the evolutionary history of these. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Species. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But so. The reason I chose this episode is for these ethical reasons. And for some reason, ever since I watched Star Trek, this has always been one of my top favorite episodes. I always am like, Scientific Method is one of the first ones that I show people. Mm -hmm. Now, is that because I love Janeway and I love (laughs) an unhinged Janeway moment? I was going to say, let's, we need Taylor a couple minutes to, to fan. Okay. Fangirl. Go fangirl. No, I just, I do because one, Kate Mulgrew's acting in this is superb. Like, she (laughs) plays a person who has metal rods in her skull (laughs) with four days of no sleep so well. Oh, also, pause. Can we talk about the scene where the doctor is giving her a massage? (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, I watched that and I'm like, But now we know he's a hologram. Which is even more impressive. I'm sorry. I would pay any amount for, for that But I feel like treatment. most of that, I'm pretty sure, was like improv by Robert or uh, Robert Picardo. Oh, is he play the doctor? Yeah, he plays the... Like, there's a part where he like takes her neck and just goes back and forth. And I'm pretty sure that's like, you're not... I feel like that feels dangerous. Yeah, that's like, I don't think... I mean, I'm not a professional masseuse, but that's not a technique. I mean, maybe it's like a 24th century technique Mm, or something, but also like jostle the brain cells. They just need to be shaking each other. Yeah, just shake each other. (laughs) But Just don't shake babies. Yeah, do not do that. do not. Be very careful with those things. Yeah, we are very (laughs) anti-shaking Anti-shake the baby. Uh And, but yeah, I love that scene so much. And I feel like you might have been, because you like the doctor a lot, you might have mm-hmm. been looking at him just going back and forth. But if you look at Kate Mulcrew's face. Oh, yeah. She is just <laughs> like, what? She is just so freaking talented. And um, also, I think I've read on multiple, like, interviews and stuff that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the actress Kate Mulgrew, and I wanted to tell you guys this after the episode, okay. I'm pretty sure that she was quitting smoking while they were filming this episode. Oh, <laughs> Kate my. Kate was quitting smoking? Oh, yeah, my God. Like, okay. like, the actress that plays Captain Janeway was in the process of quitting smoking. That, like, like she's just going through, like, oh, she, she's nicotine just, withdrawals. Yeah, she's, she's having angry. a rough time. Like, I've, I've heard that from several different resources, uh-huh. and I think... She I just looks so irritated the whole time. She looks irritated and also the character Which like works for the episode, honestly. Totally. And the character of Janeway is not normally that high strung. Mm-hmm. And I know that you only have like one episode of Voyager to go off of. Well, one episode and then a, a super fangirl's amount of knowledge that me. is constantly that is shared true. with me. But that yes. Is true. But it's like you only have really one thing with uh-huh. this character. And I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong for both of you, but yeah. I feel like even with limited knowledge about her, I feel like it's very obvious that she is not normally this aggressive. Mm-hmm. She is not normally, like when she finds out about Bolana and Tom, she's literally like, what the fuck? 
are you guys doing? Like she like kind of she's so it. miffed. Yeah, it's and I feel like it's very obvious that it's like that's not her normal character. Mm-hmm. It was it obvious? Like were you like wow, Janeway's a, the worst captain ever? Or were you very aware no. that something was off? I was very much like she is having a real rough time. Number one, well, at the beginning, you don't really quite know why. You just know she's having these headaches and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Honestly, fair. Headaches incapacitate people. Yeah. But I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is not normal. What do you think? Yeah, Later. I thought, um, so I saw Captain Janeway as a, um, you know, she's very much like a service-oriented captain. Mm-hmm. She really wants her... Um, you know, her crew to be happy and everything. And so she's dedicating all of her time to that. So I could see, I was like, okay, you know, maybe she's like working really hard. You know? <laughs> she's just really tired. Like that makes sense. But then it's like, she's just like getting like angry and like really agitated, agitated yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay, maybe something's a little off, but maybe it's just cause she's tired. You know, yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, they were going to be drilling metal rods into her head. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That'll really set anyone off. I think. Just a little, maybe. Just a tad. Just a tiny bit. Sorry, just take some Tylenol. <laughs> but like, there's this because there's a scene where they're in um they're in Janeway's ready room, uh-huh. and she's like facing the window, and oh. Tuvok walks in, and she's like, you know, I've been thinking about this crew, and just everybody like. <laughs> everybody's like too they're just too relaxed and like aren't you in charge of these people like you need to get them in line and then like she like goes off and then she's like you know tom and balana just really got me thinking and then and then tuvok goes should i flog them as well (laughs) and she's like okay i've gone a little far one thing Mm -hmm. that i love about the relationship between janeway and tuvok oh yeah loved him by the way i mean i know i i do love tuvok he's a very calm grounded character and i think part of that's because he's vulcan Mm -hmm. and vulcans do not they suppress their emotions and like are ruled by logic which like obviously there are issues with that but as a species they're just very logic oriented and janeway is very passionate as a person and typically very calculated and like i was gonna say she seems like she she has strong emotions and is very passionate about what she does but she's very like thorough with processing okay how how can I best execute this how can I use my emotions for the betterment of my crew yeah Yeah. so sorry for interrupting go ahead (laughs) no you just added added to the conversation it's okay and so when Tuvok like makes that comment that's when she's like oh shit okay and he like sits I love the moment that they share when she's like god when when I feel better I'm gonna like go to renaissance Tuscany oh yeah and he like he like is like he sits down and he says, I think I'll share a glass of wine with you. Oh, and that is so, like sweet. so sweet because like Vulcans don't do that. Vulcans yeah. barely have friends. Like they're not what a odd like they yeah. care about people, but it's it's a very like I don't wanna overuse the word logical, but it's a very logical, mm. detached kind of caring. Like they'll go to bat for you. Yeah. And the reason that Vulcans suppress their emotions is because they have very intense emotions and when those escape it can get a little crazy oh is this like okay again I know we haven't technically met Spock at least Mm -hmm, within mm -hmm. this podcast Mm -hmm. the scope here of the episodes we've watched yet but I know again as I've been corrected Spock is half Vulcan half human yeah 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 and so I again my frame of reference for Spock is from the Chris Pine movies which I know maybe is not the most accurate representation of him is he's portrayed in all the series it's just a different timeline but but like you can tell that he does he feels very very 
intensely. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's an element of that that is part of, you know, kind of comes from this human, this half human. Um, And, but you can tell that like, he has to really work to control this, this Mm -hmm. intense feeling he has about a lot of things. I mean, I think, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen those movies, but I remember is Uhura. I think he mm-hmm. and Uhura have like a pretty strong relationship. Like mm-hmm. they, I think it's romantic. I think. In, yeah, in the movie for sure. Yeah, absolutely. and so you can tell, but you can tell he cares so much, but he also has to like. Yeah. He has to like manage. He has to really work to manage those emotions. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways. I feel like even that little that little moment between Tuvok and Janeway mm-hmm. just shows how much he cares about her and her well being. Because yeah. he he like sits down next to her, and then she like when he says that, you could just see this like relief mm-hmm. momentarily run over her face of just yeah. like, oh, thank God, I have this friend here who like really cares about me, and I just love that moment mm-hmm. so much. But I also love <laughs> the end of this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the ending sequence of this episode is so good. It's it's incredibly just enthralling and exciting to watch. Yes, because they, what happens? They're all in Janeway's ready room mm-hmm. and they're kind of talking about like, okay, like the EPS relay failed to change the phase variance or whatever to like, um, what was it to, to trigger a neurolytic shock amongst the crew to yeah. bring out the or to make the genetic tag stop Seven, working. Seven's like, yeah, we're kind of fucked here. <laughs> yeah, and Janeway's like, fine, like we'll try to make it so that they're visible, so we can see them. But mm-hmm. Tupac's like, but we can still like cur- manipulate our genetics, and then, <laughs> but then they get a call from the bridge. Yeah, and they all walk out. I know you're going to talk about the CPR. I know that you're going to. I it's can, so bad. I can see it on your face. It's so bad. But it's okay. This this. I don't know. I didn't see the pips on her collar, so I don't know if she's an ensign or what her rank is. But is she kind of like one of those characters that it's like a just the person we that don't dies really know we her. Know she's she just is. the person that dies, so you <sighs> see her so die. And that's the moment where Janeway is like, "Oh, now you killed somebody on my <laughs> fucking crew," <laughs> and she just completely loses it. Yeah, and I love this time episode die. for that scene, if mm-hmm. not for that scene alone <laughs> the cpr was so so wrong though yes so wrong yeah which again i recognize that in most film and tv it's almost always portrayed incorrectly but you know it's fine i have to get over it i think portrayal of cpr has gotten better over time but it's still yeah pretty inaccurate like you basically you, hitting your chest oh yeah you like you break ribs if you do cpr correctly I think I'm also not a doctor. I That's just, what I've had said to me, but yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just know that yeah. it comes from, uh, let's see, I did CPR training in college a couple times. When so we were working at the, yeah, we both did yeah, that. You really got to push in on the chest. Oh yeah. And it's, we got to get deep in there. Yeah. Part of me wonders <laughs> if like, obviously I don't know if like they had like a person on set to be mm-hmm. like, this is wrong. But part of me wonders if like, and I could just be trying to give Kate Mulgrew a lot of credit, which fair, yeah. she's talented as hell and probably thinks about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If she knew that the ensign was dead and she just wanted to feel yeah. like she was helping in some way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even you know? the doctor kind of, like to your point, kind of pushes back on that and said, well, you know, she's kind of gone. Yeah. yeah. She like keeps she going. Keeps yeah. It's like the exasperation of like, I, I need to do something about this. Well, and you, we've also like, we've talked about her, her, 
her emotions are very, very intense. And like, she's on edge at that point of like, like she, she's been, well, I've been up for four days. She has massive headaches. She's got freaking like, like rods drilled into her head. She clearly has really tight trapezius muscles. Yes. So <laughs> according she, to the doctor. Yeah, according to yes. the doctor. Um, and she just looks so irritated. She's got to deal with this, you know, this workplace romance shit that wasn't disclosed to HR. And she's just like, I, I don't think they I have HR on Voyager. Right, I think well, it's just the captain and the first officer. Exactly. Oh. Another job that she has to deal with. Like poor yeah. Janeway is just being stretched to her limits. And now you got these fucking aliens coming on this, the, not the spaceship, starship, not starship, starship. I got it. Okay, cool. Coming on the starship, her starship, her crew, and they're fucking drilling into everybody's heads. And they also, when they pan when you're looking through Seven's like point of view with her little whatever, the doctor does something for her when he's yeah like, he changes the fairy uh, the phase variant yeah on so her she can see implant. yeah all the little yeah the the technical terms there yeah so I she, know the techno babble yeah so she can ask me Star Trek <laughs> so seriously you should though she's a really talented actor so um yeah so she's just like you're walking around you see all the aliens. And like they put some weird like breathing apparatuses on some of them. All of all of it's these. It's so they're all grotesque looking. I'm like, are all we at the dentist? Medical, I was just I was <laughs> thinking of like the medical, the dentistry like thing like headgear, the headgear oh. like on all of them. I feel like the yeah, it's it so, so that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I don't like it. So no, yeah. So Jamie's just she's super. I don't know where I was going with this, but like. You can just feel the exasperation as she's like trying to revive this this crewmate. Like she's like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so over this. I'm so done. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Now someone's actually dead. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Well, time to I'm not holding back anymore. That's like you can time see the moment. To, yes. You can see the moment where she's like, nope, nope, I'm I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to deal time with this. Time to fly Voyager yeah. into a binary <laughs> pulsar. And I just love the interaction that happens with the alien who fully unfazes herself. Yes. She's like, oh, hi, what are you doing? And that's when Janeway has heard those amazing lines of like, what? Hmm? Isn't this what you wanted? Pop me full of dopamine? Like, you can keep me awake for four days straight? Like, this is what you fucking get. Oh, and and then she's like, uh, get ready to collect your data or something like that. I don't know, but it's such a great line. And then she, like, flies, and the the whole time the alien is like, yeah, right, you won't, and Janeway's like, watch me. Watch me, bitch. But I also love how, like, how, like, the crew on the bridge are like, um, Captain? And, like, Tovok is just like, not Tovok, Tuvok, 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 Tovok, Tovok. It's Tuvok, Tuvok, Tuvok. Okay, so and Tuvok is over there, just like this is like highly illogical and he's, like he's like he's I've, like I've never known you to be this reckless before. And he's, and he's you can tell he's just un, he's just malfunctioning up in his brain. He's yeah. just like I can't. Fix Harry this. Kim is like shitting bricks. <laughs> He's like, Captain, um, we're losing like whole containment. Yeah, and then they're like, it's like nine thousand degrees outside, or yeah, eight, I don't know. It's just nine, an insane 9, number degrees, and she's just like, time to keep going. Yeah, well, she asks Tuvok. She's like, what are the odds of us making it one in ten? And he goes, one in twenty. And then after the aliens like disengage from the ship, she's like, so were you being accurate with those odds? And he was like, yep. <laughs> And they like fly through. Yep. And Harry Kim is just like, 
holy shit. <laughs> we're, we're alive. I swear to God, I wish that, like, syndicated TV like this, they could have, like, sworn. Yeah. Because, like... I feel like all of them would just be losing their this, shit. Especially this, this episode. There were just so many prime moments for, you know. We didn't even talk swear about. Swear to fly. We what? didn't even talk about when Chakotay was in his quarters. Oh. And he like loses his, his hair. hair. That was wild. <laughs> and then it cuts to sickbay and he's an old oh. gross man. Oh, and Neelix bad. pops in and Neelix is like changing species. Well, and then they're like in this weird like one up trying to one-up each other sitting on this like cot in the yeah. in the office and I'm like what is happening like I know I'm sorry but Neelix you really are in the worst situation just because you look like that <laughs> I, just I'm sorry he's he just his really baseline his baseline to you <laughs> his yeah. baseline he's so so irritating I know I know you don't like also him. the hair like I don't like his little face whiskers. I don't like it either. Yeah, he's got this like 70s kind of like side Yeah. Oh, it's so I'm bad. pretty sure his whiskers are also pleasure centers, which is Oh, like, that's oh, gross. No like, thanks. Because there's an episode where they go to this planet where oh, no. the aliens can like telepathically like read people's minds. Like they're just a telepathic species. Okay. Um, But invasive he he very um that's a whole other ethical dilemma but neelix is like talking to this like cute little alien oh, and no. she just goes why do you want me to stroke your whiskers oh that's <laughs> and he's like oh that's some grody that's grody so yeah i all i don't like the whiskers either i, I want like to know hair. i want to know whose brainchild neelix was um michael westmore does the makeup for mm. for the series so no 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 but who came up with that character well i don't know but the even if you come up with the character that doesn't make a final decision that's on what true they look like that is michael westmore he is the <sighs> the top like the head of he clearly the, he did a good job on so many things yeah. not to uh i'm sure he's a lovely guy is he alive still michael westmore yeah yes i believe so may he live long and prosper <laughs> you got a thing i did i got a thing but i'm sorry my guy if you're listening you really fucked that one up <laughs> i but neelix also, is terrifying i don't can like you him. imagine being um ethan phillips the actor that plays neelix, oh god having to i think he had to get to set every morning at like 3 a.m makeup for like oh, three or four gross. hours 12 hour days and you know he's just sweating in whatever oh they have my god in. yeah oh yeah, oh gross that's Especially because I feel like nowadays mm-hmm. sets are cold, like because as they should be because they have like the AC on and like like they have different lights now. But like in the '90s when this was filmed, I'm pretty sure sets were fucking hot because Ugh. of the lights and stuff because the technology was just different. So yeah, that would be pretty miserable. Like you, you go, Ethan Phillips. Yeah, like, Ethan Phillips for taking one for the team. Yeah, I was gonna seven say. years straight. He did that yeah. for seven years yeah no shade no shade on ethan phillips no he's a talented actor but also i don't like they also neelix looks they didn't give him a lot to work with no they gave him almost too much to work with (laughs) they over they over over overdid it yeah but yeah Yeah. so shifting back to the unhinged janeway (laughs) moment which i'm obsessed with purely because it gives us some like amazing acting moments and quotes from and quotes from kate mulgrew captain janeway yeah tuvok i want to hear your opinion about this andrew because i think you have you have some 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely. So I think Tuvok is actually, you know, unsurprisingly, he's a Vulcan, very logical. He's really right when he calls uh, Captain Janeway reckless. Because if you think about it, uh, Tuvok says, you know, we have a one in 20 chance of survival for the crew. Yeah, and that's 5%. Five. That's 5%. <laughs> Uh, I think that is a reckless leadership decision. If you think 5% chance of success, that means 95% chance of failure. <laughs> so if you're a leader and putting your crew into a situation of 95% chance of failure, yeah, I think that's pretty reckless. Not yeah. very good. Maybe that all that dopamine and those metal rods <laughs> in her head were really getting to her, which is understandable. But yeah, but I guess, you know, what was the, what were her alternatives? Yeah. Right? Well, let's think about that because like, was there going to be a situation in which they were able to actually, I don't know the techno terms for it in the context of this episode, but like whatever Seven was trying to do, they're trying to like neutralize with like Mm -hmm. a radio or electronic wave or something. Yeah, they were trying to use the EPS relays or like reconfigure the EPS relays to give a neurolytic, neuroleptic, I wrote it down. Anyway, a shock to get rid of the genetic tag Uh and then potentially like change like release like a phase variance thing to like make it so yeah. that they can see them and they would fight well, them off because like dealing with after manipulation after Janeway does the you know very reckless thing I'm just like flying into this ball of whatever it is this super I don't know again binary pole star yeah that thank you guys <laughs> we got uh, it <laughs> after she does that like don't they actually end up figuring out they like do something techno-y to get them all fixed it's well, not they don't, they don't show them getting fixed at all they just but don't they like well like but they like say it like they yeah say during they, like a captain's log i think she's like the doctor worked on whatever to get it which it's like couldn't we have just well, done they, they that? tried but i think it would have taken a oh, lot longer and the, weren't the aliens like trying to block the efforts from yeah the yeah the okay. aliens were like messing with with whatever so they probably did everything that they said that they were going to do or trying to do after yeah. the aliens were gone because then the aliens weren't interfering yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think your options would have been? Yeah, what would you have done? Well, the alien woman, um, we'll just refer to it as a woman. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming there. Um, she says that essentially if the crew doesn't cooperate. Oh, yeah, she's going to kill they're gonna, It's basically like cold the herd, like cold the lab rats mm-hmm. type of deal. Yeah. So that's one thing on, you know, Janeway's mind is like, Okay, maybe a five percent chance of survival is better than a zero percent chance of survival. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not sure. To your point, Taylor, like, could they have fought them off? Maybe we don't. Clearly, this alien species has some serious tech. Tech they can be invisible. Also, yeah. you kind of want to see if you can call the aliens bluff because do you think they're really going to destroy? all of the work they've been I'm, I'm assuming this experimenting on the crew is important to them and they still have the data that they've already collected at this point but like do you think well but they don't have like the results they just have a little bit of like you know they haven't fully gathered their data yet like do you think they'll actually kill their experiment you know subjects off and have to restart the entire mm-hmm. you know like that's a lot of effort it's a lot of effort to find a new group of test subjects and experiment on them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's like, would they have really, you know, would the aliens have really, like, just dispatched the crew, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I don't know. Maybe, like you said, I like what you said, Andrew, like, 5% chance is better than a 0% chance. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And like, I mean, it worked. <laughs> it's- yeah, it is. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if the, the, the episode would have gotten positive reviews, you know. If, it's if like, everyone died? She, you know, Janeway had a risk and they all burned up in the binary pulsar system. I feel like it, honest. I'm. Sh- I I like that they didn't go this route, but I feel like. Oh no! Ch- I was gonna say Chakotay mm-hmm. could have like relieved her from duty as her first officer. Oh. As like, or the doctor could have like declared like medical medical relief or whatever. Okay. Well, but, but wasn't Chakotay like a little shriveled? No, that's what I was saying. Like Chakotay yeah. couldn't have done that because he was like in sick bay. But I feel like at that point he probably would have been relieved of duty. So maybe it would have been in Tuvok's hands mm. to be like. I don't know, Janeway. <laughs> However, like I have said, mm-hmm. I just love that they let her be entirely, entirely unhinged. Yeah. And also, um, and one thing that we'll learn as we watch is that Janeway, I love her. I think she's an amazing captain. She really, she plot, or um, spoiler alert, they get back to the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> Okay, eventually. I, I figured. Um, at the very last episode, I'm sure you could have assumed that. Holy cow, the last, last one? Yeah, the season finale, or series finale, is them getting back to the Alpha Quadrant. Wow, which, that took a while. But, so she is an amazing captain. However, there are definitely moments, Andrew, <laughs> where her leadership decisions are a little questionable. Okay. Like, for the most part, she really does, like, put her crew ahead of everything, and... But I think where one of her faults may be is that she also values scientific discovery so much mm. that sometimes she'll put them in like slightly dangerous situations yeah. in order to explore, which isn't a bad thing. That's kind of what Starfleet is all about, like scientific exploration. She's also getting her crew home at the same time, but there are moments where I feel like it's an episode and it's like Janeway sent them somewhere and then like shit goes down. Mm-hmm. But they always come out of it and she always like <laughs> she always like takes responsibility for it too. Yeah. It's not like she's like, you know, that wasn't my fault. How dare mm-hmm. it, like it's never that. So I think as we watch more, you'll be like, Janeway, why? Yeah. But oh, it's yeah. also like, like I said, like it's it's Never, never intended as anything other than just like she's a scientist, so mm-hmm. her brain can't help but be curious. And so they do, and they were a scientific vessel initially. Yeah. Um, so she does. So she they does. signed up for it. They all signed up for it, but it's dangerous. I was think, there full, full consent? We don't. Uh, well, probably. I don't know. But you can't know what you're going to run into out there. But I feel like that's like part of Starfleet. You sign up. I Ideals is like you know that you're going into space. Maybe you didn't know you were going into the Delta Quadrant. Fair. And this is something that y'all don't know because y'all haven't seen the first episode. But part of the crew is actually not Starfleet. Oh, And okay. they're from a different um, group called the Maquis. So maybe they didn't necessarily give their consent at first, but obviously they join the crew and, like, are all working together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of animosity towards Janeway at the beginning of the series from them. But for the most part, they kind of all know what they're getting into. But just for future reference, mm. Janeway does something sometimes. In my opinion, it's not as often as others might claim. Right. Um, Tuvix is a big controversial thing that you will, we will definitely do that episode. I'm on Janeway's side on this one. The Trek (laughs) bros can come at me. It's fine. 
um, not just the Trek bros. Anybody who disagrees with me can come at me. It's fine. I will, I will send as a hill. I will fucking die on. Yeah. Um, so there, there are definitely, I think, but that, I think that's the whole point. And I think one thing to remember is that this is her first command. This is her first, like Voyager is Janeway's first time being a captain. Yeah, that's... this them getting trapped in the Delta Quadrant, seventy thousand light years from the Alpha Quadrant, completely cut off from all of Starfleet mm-hmm. for her first time being captain. I was gonna say this doesn't seem like something that's normally occurring. Yeah, so she doesn't necessarily have people to go to to ask about what command decisions to make. She's yeah. really, really figuring it out on her own for seven years. Yeah, so. It makes sense that there would be some things that are a little bit questionable. I don't think that this scientific method, like unhinged flying into a binary pulsar, <laughs> necessarily depends on that. She's dealing with some rods in her head and yeah. like, insanely high dopamine levels. So it's like maybe somebody should have like been like, hey, maybe don't fly the ship right now. Yeah. But um, that's just like context for other decisions that she does make where she doesn't really have any guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a Janeway fan. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how Taylor feels about it. That is how I feel about that. I was gonna say, I mean, I think it's interesting like that you uh that you bring up this this idea about like command and how in this situation it does work out her taking that risk, right? And in it's a TV show, right? It's gonna work out. But I think it's an interesting thing. This is maybe a little too broad, but in real life, you know, how often do those risks play out, you know, and work out well? What are the benefits? You know, at what point do you take that risk and who should be the one to decide? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, again, just I know you brought up the COVID vaccine a lot, Andrew, but like, you know, like mm-hmm. testing, like who we got to test it somehow. Like, mm-hmm. how is that? Who do we test on? Who determines, you know, what kind of consent? Like, how much do people know? And I think, you know, you've made a good point that it was a very transparent process. And I think transparency wasn't perfect. Well, it wasn't perfect, but it was more transparent. I think it was uh, much more transparent than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, I think when people claim it wasn't transparent, um, it's based on their own ignorance. Um, But yeah, I mean, it also goes back, you know, not to change the subject too much, but um, in Janeway's leadership, yeah. you know, you can think about, you know, sometimes good decisions have bad outcomes. Sometimes bad decisions also have good outcomes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you really got to, you know, if we go back to probabilities, you mm-hmm. know, if you come to me or someone comes to Janeway and says, you know, Hey, Captain, this is going to take, uh, I'm 90%, we're 90% confident that this is going to end up in a good outcome. A good decision would probably be, okay, let's do that. But there, and, but if it comes out, you know, on the other 10%, that's still a good decision, even though you've got a bad outcome, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Some people may disagree. Some people may say, well, you know, we grade the decision based on the outcome, but I don't think that's always, uh fair necessarily yeah because we can't i mean you don't know the outcome when you make the decision that is true and like we can't control everything Mm -hmm. we can't Mm -mm. we can just do our best as much as we want to as much as we want to yeah yeah Yeah. you just do your best all right okay now elizabeth yes what 
was your favorite <laughs> character this episode. Okay. So again, we already know I love the doctor. I still love him. Even, even actually, especially knowing that he's a hologram. <laughs> I think that just really, I'm like, wow, you know, what a cool guy. So, but yeah, so we love the doctor. Obviously I know you love Janeway. I still, I still like Janeway. I just, you know, I have such a interesting, uh, um, you know, what makes a favorite character for me is just, it's kind of this je ne sais quoi. Uh, sometimes it's just a vibe, you know? I feel like I know exactly who you're going to say right now. Honestly, Tuvok. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. Tuvok. I, I like him. He's got some funky little side, sideburns, you know? He does. Well, frankly, all of them do. Even they Paris. Do. They're is... wigs. They're sideburn wigs. They glued the, them onto their oh, faces. Could we have not done a normal sideburn shape? Like a like a squarish or a taper? Like, I don't know. The triangles are very very unsettling for for some reason for me <laughs> i now i get maybe it's oh we're trying to mimic the shape of the calm badges and all the pointy sharp i, I guarantee angles you, I, no i don't guarantee you but i don't think that was a factor i don't know what that well was. they're just a little funky looking i'm not a fan but they do work on tuvok they i think do. i think it, works, it goes with his ears yes and the, <laughs> and the eyebrows like the vulcans i think the the pointy sideburns make sense yeah. on paris i was like this doesn't look right that's fair this doesn't that's look fair. right this isn't for you this That's is for fair. Tuvok. Yeah. Um, I like Tuvok. I want to get to know Kim, Harry Kim. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to know him better. He's a fun little, as much as I'm like, he's a womanizer man. He is. He is. You can fight me on it. However, <laughs> he still does have, have, he still has some like pretty, pretty wholesome little moments. I just, I like his vibe. He seems a little like just a little, he, he I just want to get to know him. He's just, to me, he's a little Boy Scout who's just doing he's his very, best. Yeah, Boy Scout <laughs> vibes is, yeah, he's very, has Boy yeah. Scout vibes. But yeah, love Tuvok. He's very, you know, he's logical. He's like, I, I just, I, I like you. I mean, we talked about it, but that scene where he's like, yeah, Janeway, we're going to go drink some wine. I know. What, what a guy. I love what a, him. What a, what a buddy. I know. You know? Yeah. I liked him. I want to, I want to see more of him. You will. Um, I like the doctor. I like Seven. Yeah, well, Seven's really, really, really fucking cool. We'll get a lot more of Seven. Um, but I think my my favorite character of the episode award goes to Tuvok, definitely. All right, Andrew. Um, I was gonna say Seven, uh, just mm-hmm. because she has to go through, um, you know, she's working with the doctor, has yeah. to keep everything a secret. She's using, you know, the the talents and abilities that she has to go in and um, find what's wrong. Um, she kind of, and she does it. Yeah. So. yeah. She definitely, I think, again, back to Janeway, but like, I almost feel like Seven kind of takes over um, more of like the logical uh, lead in mm-hmm. this episode because Janeway is clearly struggling for, again, very legitimate reasons. Yeah. And I was just, as Andrew was talking about that, I'm like, yeah, Seven almost kind of takes on that mount, mount, mantle. mantle Thank you. Yeah. Takes on the mantle of like being the logical lead on in the situation yeah i yeah. agree with that yeah my favorite character is janeway <laughs> <laughs> all right and with that i think we are done with our review yeah. of scientific method well and thanks andrew for joining us thank you for having me you both thanks elizabeth thanks taylor um anytime yeah you'll be back fun, fun yeah time. probably you'll be back yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll be the Dr. Chaotica to our podcast. And we have his actual bride right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am the chaos. I bring, <laughs> I bring the chaos. I bring the brides. 
question mark. <laughs> bring the brides. Right. Brides. Uh, yeah. So, well, you can find us on Instagram at Brides of Chaotic Pod. And, you know, shoot us an email if you want. If you don't want, that's fine too, at Brides of Chaotica at gmail.com. Tune in next week to Brides of Chaotica. <laughs> Tune in next week to Brides of Chaotica to find out which episodes I am going to force Elizabeth to watch with me next. All right. Well, bye. bye. Somehow I feel comfortable here. There's in the center, I think. Oh. I don't know. I've never driven a car. That's not true. I've driven plenty Why of cars. Why did you say that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.